chillies. I hope you're having a great week. I am a little bit under the weather, so I'm going to keep this short. This episode was so much fun. It was one of my really good friends in comedy, Jeff Colella. He and Rusty Wright, who is also on the show, have their own podcast called Big Boy Mountain. So definitely check that out. But in other exciting news, it's September 1st. That's awesome. So happy we made it. I have a lot of new content coming out weekly for you on the Instagram. So if you're not following it, head on over there and follow it. And also, you know, maybe consider joining our Patreon. It's a ton of fun. Other than that, yeah, our Instagram is at Real Chills Podcast. And I hope you enjoy the show. You're listening to Real Chills with Meg Getz. Real scary. Real silly. Real stories. Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of Real Chills. I am so excited for our guest. It is a local comedian, super funny dude, Jeff Colella. Jeff, what's up? What's going on, Meg? Thank you for having me on this very spooky, spooky, scary <laughs> podcast. Oh man, I, won't, I can't wait to scare you. Um, I'm so I'm nervous. <laughs> so excited that you agreed to do the podcast. Immediately, I was like, oh, oh yeah, this is going to be awesome. So thank you. Thank you so much for being here. Of course, of course. <laughs> and we always like to start the episode by asking our guests the same question, which is where do you stand on the paranormal? Are you more of a true believer or are you skeptical? I am a true believer through and through. Uh, <laughs> can't I just feel like it's it's too hard to ignore to be a skeptic personally. I don't know how I'd like to talk to skeptics and be like, I love your ignorance. <laughs> I love your ignorance. I wish yeah. I had it. Yeah, I think some people, um, you know, it's a lot about energy. And if you close yourself off to that energy, then you get to kind of live in a, to them, I would suppose, blissful world of not having experiences but it sounds like you've had your share of experiences uh you know what it is it's a combination of it's not even like huge experiences it's like kind of minor experiences but it's just combined with the mental the mental weight of it all where i'm like sure. oh my god <laughs> i mean this could be anything this could right. be i have no idea what like how strong or powerful this presence is i just have to i just have to live with it and near it and around it and i guess this is my life now <laughs> There's a lot of fear. I, um, I think I used to be afraid of the paranormal, but like after talking to so many people that actively seek it out pretty fearlessly and, you know, kind of like scientists exploring a new frontier, they're, they're not worried about it. It's kind of lessened my fear, which could be a good or a bad thing, honestly. Yeah. But like, <laughs> if I was in a safari and some guy was like, I go out with the lions all the time, I'd still be like, well, good for you, dude. I'm not fucking doing that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going out there. That's crazy. <laughs> but they're so cool. Listen to this lion EVP. No, I hear you. But <laughs> good point. Good point. Gotta gotta keep those walls up. You gotta be careful. Uh, not everyone's an expert. Some people are just crazy and have a, a weird passion. Right. <laughs> Absolutely. Fair enough. Um, do you want to get into your stories? Yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, so, I mean, the fear started early, Meg, if I'm being honest with you, I'll, like, like, do you, like, I don't even remember what year paranormal activity came out, but I feel mm -hmm. like, I feel like I legitimately, like, didn't sleep in my room by myself, like, I was like, I'm gonna sleep in a common area of the house, and I, I think I was, like, older than I probably should have been, and I still was like, nah, dude, that was way too real, I didn't like really? that at all. Paranormal activity was like one of those weird, like, hey, how low budget is this? It could be in your house. And I'm like, oh, shit. <laughs> we filmed it in Jeff's house. <laughs> That's what it felt. I was like, this is a super normal suburban family. I hate this. This came out in 2007. Yeah, dude, oh. I was probably in like seventh grade, sixth or seventh grade with that. And I was still, I was like, I'm sleeping in the living room. Wow. That's yeah. I, I get, I think maybe because I grew up in a haunted house, I was not afraid of paranormal activity. I was like, this isn't how it works. Grew on, like, growing up in a haunted house, Meg is probably like my biggest fear. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You, but you know um, what? You've turned out okay. That it's making me reevaluate. Maybe it's not that bad, but it is in theory, just absolutely terrifying to me to be like, you'll never escape this. This is where you live. 
I think it depends. I we've I've talked about this before, but I also think that um, entities will sometimes match your energy. So like if you come into the house and you're like not in a good mental health space and you kind of like, you know, freak the spirits out or yell at them kind of, I guess, like a lion, they, they react and they act the same way. Like our house was very like cozy, even and full of love. So I just think that that's like the energy that they give off too, you know? Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't. I hope to God it doesn't depend on our mental, <laughs> our mental <laughs> health. I hope no. to God, no way. This thing would. I have so I have this like I don't know what it is. I have this uh, some kind of ghost or presence or whatever in my apartment, and it's so minor. It's just really little things, but it's enough. It's not like it's trying to hurt me. I genuinely think that there's like a prankster ghost in my apartment. Okay. Like he'll base it like he or she. I don't even know. But I'll be like in the bathroom and just full on the single turn on. And I'll be like, well, I mean, this isn't even like a loose handle. This is like a pretty, <laughs> you gotta have intense. some force. You gotta have some force to have lifted this handle. And like, it won't be like it drizzled on. It'll be like full blast. And me and my girlfriend will just look at each other. Like we're not even near the sink. <laughs> wow. And, and uh, like, I don't know, I'll like be at my desk and like a pencil will just like move over the desk and I'm like, get the fuck out of town. What was that? <laughs> no, but you can't tell me. You're like, yeah, the pencil moved. And they're like, did it move, Jeff, or did it roll? And I'm like, I swear <laughs> to God, it moved. Have you looked into the history of your apartment at all? Do you know who the tenants were previously? Let me put it into perspective for you, Meg, here. This far, this, this apartment complex that I'm in here, it has my parents had me in the same exact apartment complex. This apartment complex is old as shit. Not in the same apartment itself, but in the same complex in the part that like we we both lived in the same street. We're only like a hundred numbers apart. But like there's so it's such an old apartment complex that like my neighbor downstairs died like three months ago. And that guy was awesome. He just asked me about beer and the Phillies all the time. And he passed away. I would love if that was the guy who was haunting me. That but would it's be been, so sick. It'd be great. And you know what's weird? Oh, my God. This is actually weird. So he always talked to me. The only things he talked to me about were beer and the Phillies. And the other day, somebody new moved into their uh, apartment. And it's this, like, weird guy who kind of smokes cigarettes outside. And, like, I don't ever talk to him. And I finally talked to him the other day after he's been here for, like, three weeks or a month. And... Uh, I walk by and I just go, hi, how are you? And he goes, hey, did you catch that Phillies game? And it was like literally in the exact Whoa. same spot. The guy asked me that question and it was the exact. And I was like standing on the staircase in the same spot. I would talk to that guy and I was like, what the fuck? Just that guy. What made that guy ask me about the Phillies? Like, <laughs> that's crazy. Aww. Maybe it's because we live in Philly. But like, I was like, that was crazy. I feel like that was my <laughs> that was my boy. Gus. <laughs> it was your boy, Gus coming through to be like hey man we can still talk about the phillies if you want that's what i was i dude i wish he's the guy but there's a different there's a different prankster in, in my apartment and he likes to i do i at one point i would switch the led lights like i have these led strip lights above my tv and i would switch them and my remote i realized was broken and faulty and it would sometimes switch to a red light automatically no. and i was dude i was getting so fucking scared at like midnight i just go to like change the channel and the whole room goes red i'm like oh shit <laughs> that sucks but that was just the remote malfunctioning it was but it's like you know did it did it malfunction or did you make right. it malfunction you know what i mean like <laughs> i feel like the first couple times were real because i was genuinely <laughs> i was genuinely scared and it took me a minute to figure it out but yeah i mean this presence not like kind of harmless in a way but I just have always feared the uh, the potential of what could happen and like all the I don't know. There's no you can't like control or measure paranormal anything. You know what I mean? Mm. So I is feel there, like that's the unknown. Is there like a certain part of the apartment that more activity happens? I'd say the bathroom and maybe I'd say the bathroom and maybe the like my den my like spare room kind of okay interesting yeah because sometimes it'll just like like i don't know she'll just get knocked off or like fall on the ground and i'll be like i'm the only one awake right now like what is going on i hate that is it usually when you're alone 
it's usually when I'm alone or when I'm the only one up. Like if, uh, like if my girlfriend's like in bed for the night or whatever, and I'm just kind of like the only one out there watching TV or like on my computer doing something. Like, I feel like that's when it's always at its heights where I'm like, stop trying to get me to acknowledge you. Like, stop. <laughs> like I'm, I'm like, stop. You You're so needy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I have a needy ghost. I, that's how I feel. I just try to keep it playful, but in my mind, I am, I am terrified, honestly. <laughs> Well, I do think like you, you mentioned, you're trying not to like focus on it. I do think like the more you acknowledge it, the more you give it permission, um, to be in your space. So I get why you're afraid of that, but I also think you also have like some control where you can be like out loud or like in your brain, be like, I don't want you to do this. And that kind of sets up some boundaries for yourself. Does it said that to me? I was so interesting when you were like, yeah, just politely ask it to like, not do that. (laughs) There's still people. (laughs) I know, but in my head, I'm like, I'm going to be like, the ghost will be like, fuck you. (laughs) (laughs) He just like mimics it. Can you please stop doing that? Like, just like, it just like slaps the shit out of your head. Like, nerd. Choke slams me. He's like, shut up. (laughs) Nerd. Yeah. That's so funny. Oh my God. Um, yeah, I don't know. I feel like that it ha- it's, you know, more than if it is like a ghost or like a like a a person instead of like a shadow figure. I don't want to scare you. They listen usually, especially because this one doesn't seem inherently mean. Like you're not getting like bad energy or ba- bad vibes when these things are happening. It's more than likely just just someone not wanting to move on. First time, I definitely like damn near had a panic attack about it just because I like was convinced I was like my girlfriend definitely had to have had to have turned the sink on right like she fucking with me right now and she's like Jeff I was not even near it and I was like oh shit and that's when it like hit me where I was like oh we're living with this oh (laughs) my god like we just we just renewed our lease like this is the worst. That is so uh, interesting. So it wasn't a new place. You lived there for like a year without any ghost stuff. So I lived there for like, I want to say maybe like six months, like six months before I, and again, maybe I was just chalking it up to like coincidence and things like that. Like just not even thinking about it. Like we have a cat. There's certain things where I would just chalk it up to that. But then I started like keeping track of where my cat was and i'd hear something in the bathroom and like look over and my cat is like dead asleep next to me and i'm oh, like fuck dude <laughs> at least if you weren't here i could pretend that was you like mm-hmm. and just not acknowledge it at all totally that's what cats are for honestly <laughs> yeah. just pretending they're the ghosts in your house that's what i do actually every single night like almost religiously that's what i do <laughs> has aaron had any experiences oh aaron aaron is an experience <laughs> Are we allowed to say Aaron's name? I realize you've been saying my girlfriend the whole time. Oh, I just don't even. Yeah, I mean, I say on the podcast, so it should be fine. But yeah, I mean, I mean, you hear stories from her. She's like, yeah, when we were little girls, we would do seances and and Ouija boards and and we would have sleepovers and summon things. And I'm like, are you out of your fucking mind? You don't invite them over (laughs) there. Maybe they can. It's like I just imagine that there's probably similar rules to vampires where you're like, don't invite them in. Just let them stay out where they need to be. Don't grant permissions. They're outside ghosts. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, like cats. (laughs) Ignore them. It's probably a stray. (laughs) Just picture like a ghost like pawing at your window. (laughs) Yeah, I'm like, don't let it in. Don't let it in. We already have too many. (laughs) That's so funny. So uh, did the activity start when Aaron moved in? Is that what I'm getting? I mean, it could. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if that's what it, if it that's sounds what like it boiled down to. For the six months, it was just you or was Aaron there? Too? No, she was here. No, she was here. Um, no, she was here the whole time. I think it was oh, just, okay. I'm sure this was happening the whole time. I just probably was being ignorant to it, to be honest with you. Right. And then, and then once it hit me now, it was like, I can't even potentially ignore this. Damn. I'm locked in. I mean, the sink, I mean, it was probably doing like little stuff at first. And then it's like, he's not noticing shit. I'm going to have to do something pretty big. Just a it... full blown, like full blast sink too. Not like it was like, I'm telling you, like, it was like one of those ones in the public restrooms when you press it, where it just comes out really hard and fast, but like only for like a short amount of time. Like I was like, all right, dude. I mean, this was just an obnoxious sink, like turn. That's scary. Was it uh, winter? It was might have been winter because yeah i think i was smoking in the bathroom so like 
I, I probably was like, I'm not going outside. Do you have any like pipe issues maybe? No, no. Cause even if I had a pipe issue, I mean, how would it have turned on like that? Did like the, fo- like the handle turn? It was like, it's like one of those like, um, like doorknob looking handles, like one that you like grab Whoa. and like lift up. That's why mm-hmm. it's not even like a little, you know, it's like one that you have to grab with your whole hand and move it up. It's like a stick shift. There's no way. <laughs> That's what made me, I was like, we're dealing with a strong one. This is a strong one. It could drive a stick. We're in this, trouble. It could probably punch me in the face at this rate. Like, <laughs> Oh my gosh. Oh, I mean, to me, it doesn't sound that bad. It doesn't sound, because like I've heard of like entities like scratching and, you know, oh. Yeah, that stuff scares the shit out of me. It doesn't sound like it's affecting like you that much, which is good. It is good. Yes. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a pessimist, Meg. So I'm, I'm really, I'm like, this is the worst thing that's ever happened to me. <laughs> At first I was wondering if Aaron brought it in. Cause she's so open. I know but she's also smart. So I feel like that, that wouldn't happen. Yeah, I think I think it's just been here, and then it, and then I think it caught wind that I would get freaked out, and they were like, "Oh, this is our new hobby. Like, we're never moving on." I mean, I would do it too. <laughs> I I would do it. I'm not gonna blame them, but like, I'm the perfect victim. I get right. so freaked out that it's like, oh, they're probably having a blast right now. That's amazing. Well, consider this then: you're giving them a great death. That's really noble of you. Uh- yeah, but I'm having a bad life. <laughs> Stop being so selfish, Jeff. <laughs> like death is eternal. I mean, this, they, they could do this forever. I only have so many years. Fair enough. Yeah. Wow. I can't believe your apartment complex is that old. That's so oh, interesting. Oh, yeah. It's it's uh it's very old. I mean, to the point where it's so like poorly designed that like the all the roofs are flat. Which Whoa. you're like, that's just to, that's just going to collect things. I mean, you're supposed to have a slanted roof a so little, things yeah. fall off and like just having this super flat, like there's no way it helps the the maintenance people. I'm sure it's a nightmare <laughs> for them. Damn. Damn. Yeah. That's all. I mean, it's not awesome, but I do really like that. There's um, definitely some haunted apartments here. A hundred percent. Were there any hauntings in the house that your parents grew up in, in the same complex? Um... I don't know. I don't know that they ever mentioned. And then even like, I think the only places that, I mean, don't get me wrong. I'm going to actively avoid places that have a lot of paranormal activity. I'm going to get the fuck out of there. Um, But the apartment's probably the only place where I'm like, and I'll tell you right now, Meg, if it was bad enough, I'd be like, we're fucking breaking lease and moving the fuck out. (laughs) I will leave. (laughs) I will. Yeah. Now, do you think that they, now let me ask you this. Do they stick more to a location or more to a person i mean i think it depends honestly i think follow me i don't know because it's not messing with you i think if it was like scratching you or giving you weird dreams or making you throw up or something then i would be like it's probably gonna follow you but if it's just like working on the house like maybe it was like a plumber or someone that cares about the house is like this sink is all fucked up and you know what i mean like it's like you're gonna really want this fixed yeah off the good table or whatever you know like (laughs) it sounds like it cares more about the space than it does you um but i I don't know thank god it doesn't affect my dreams because i honestly i I, because i smoke before bed i really don't uh dream that often i think Mm. that'd be so funny if the ghost was like trying its hardest to fuck with me (laughs) in my dreams and like this fucking stoner dude get this if this kid could just go to bed one night (laughs) without it like and i just i'm just like my ignorance is bliss it just can't fuck with me you're like absolutely not i'm smoking every night (laughs) like i haven't dreamed in years (laughs) you're not gonna change this for me (laughs) oh my gosh that's so funny what if it's like it's so sad he's never dreamed for years i just want to give him one good dream how how scared am i meg i will sacrifice my dreams to avoid all nightmares (laughs) (laughs) oh my god jeff you need to you can't be this scared though i feel like you're gonna attract things if you're i don't like that either that's my sorry they smell fear meg uh, I mean, I don't know. That could be, I mean, you don't go to haunted places, so it's fine. But yeah, you don't want to be in like the headspace of fear when interacting with. I know. Things. 
I know. And that's the, I mean, it's impossible. What am I going to be casual about it? I, I always feel like I'm going to be like, you know, yelling and, uh, and, and running away and hoping to God it doesn't catch me. <laughs> I also love the idea of like ghosts, like they don't run. Right. So like... <laughs> see, but do we know that's like zombies? You know what I mean? Like we watch zombies and they're like, you can just outrun them. And you're like, I don't know, man, some, some movies they're running and i feel like yeah. if that's the case we're fucked oh like, damn yeah it's just over honestly. zombie apocalypse would be over in 20 seconds if it was like world war z like <laughs> nobody yeah. was outrunning those ones like this Not happened so fast <laughs> oh my gosh i hate zombie stuff honestly it also we were talking about this before the podcast apocalypse zombie stuff freaks me out it's so was, funny i love apocalypse stuff Someone was saying, like, what if there was, like, a variant of COVID that made you a zombie? And I was like, stop it. Shut up. <laughs> Shut up. Because I know it's not possible, but it's like, I didn't think we'd stay home for two years. I never thought that was possible. So shut up. You're oh, talking I, it into existence. For sure. For sure. I mean, even if you go back, it's funny because now that we've, you know, lived through a, a legitimate quarantine, I mean, there literally was movies about you know, things like that. And it was this, you know, super far-fetched sci-fi type thing. And now you go back and watch I Am Legend and they're just doing like normal quarantine check. Like, Are you vaccinated? All right, you can get out of here. And I'm like, oh shit, this is so uh, real. This is so scary. Yeah. This ended oh in vampires. God. Oh, we're done. <laughs> this ended in vampires. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God. Ugh. Do you have yeah. any other um, paranormal experiences? So I don't know if this, I don't know if this qualifies as paranormal or not, but like, it's really weird. I don't know if it's uh, like where in my family it started, but like my mom is like weirdly psychic and has, but not in, um, not in like a way of like, I can tell you what's going on. Like she just genuinely will randomly have them. And it's crazy enough that even if you didn't believe her, you're like, ah, shit, that's too weird. How did she figure that out? Like she'd have a dream about like her brother getting in a car accident and then call him and he'd be like, I'm literally fine. And then after the phone call, he'd get in a car accident or like she'd be like, like my mom, like my mom uh, was pregnant with my brother and she drove over to the house and my mom was just sitting on the porch already. And my mom was like, what are you doing? She's like, I'm just waiting out here. She's like, for what? She's like, for you. She's like, what do you mean? She's like, yeah, you're going to tell me you're pregnant, right? Whoa. And my mom's like, how the fuck would you have known that? And she's just like, I just knew that you were going to come over here and talk to me about that today. And I'm like, that's just insane. Like, She just <laughs> has such weird, they, they said in their house, because I think their house had a little bit of um, a presence even growing up. But mm -hmm. like my, my pop said that when he was there one time, there was a gas leak in the, in the house. And I, I don't know what happened. They were cooking or something like that. But basically he went to go open the door um, to like whatever room had the gas leak in it. And he said that he felt a presence like forcefully push him from the door, Whoa. like backwards, like to the point where it's like a little three step drop. So he like, if anything, fell like on the steps a little bit. And then he basically was like, oh, shit, like, I don't know that I freaked him out enough that he was like, I'm just going to leave. What the, I don't know what that was. And then um, they started to like smell or whatever like that. And they called the place and then the, the, you know, fire people were like, dude, if you, if you open that door, this entire house would have exploded. Like, like if that, you would have both been dead. That's amazing. See, it's you're scared crazy. of those. There's something that protected your dad and protects your family in that house. That's so well, cool. That's what I'm thinking in the way where I'm like, all right, I don't it's it's like I have a weird relationship with it because my mom and people like that have this level of insight into it. But at the same time, I have no insight into it. So I'm right. terrified. Well, maybe if you let yourself dream, because it sounds like mom gets her info in her dreams. Oh, dude, I'm just wasting talent right now. <laughs> yeah, you could be like the world's <laughs> best psychic if you just kick the stuff. Do you imagine if I quit comedy and you just started seeing like Jeff Colella medium? I would be so <laughs> hype. I would help you make the Instagram. I'd make your reels for you. <laughs> Hire me. <laughs> I would just walk in and I'd be like, so your cousin Jerry said, fuck the Eagles. How do you feel about that? 
<laughs> just like a, just like a fantasy football show. He's like, hey, he said, I don't know why you drafted Christian McCaffrey, you idiot. And it's like Jerry's dead, and like he gets a phone call. <laughs> <laughs> and the guy's like, that's that's Jerry. That sounds like Jerry. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, there's a lot of women mediums, and there's men. I don't, I'm not as familiar with men mediums. Um, but I do love this really masculine idea of a medium that like it doesn't do like because I feel like a lot of the times it's like here's what your energy should be like and here's messages and whatever but I feel like do like it would be really funny to have like a an eagles loving medium that's just like hey I'm trying to watch the game and it's just like a dead lady trying to talk to somebody I love that like not idea. on Sundays, not on Sundays. Yeah, we had an agreement, <laughs> not on Sundays. And they're all like, mur, 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 like crumbling. Like, I wonder away. if I wonder if it's like color blindness. They're like, well, you really only see this in in men. You like <laughs> yeah, yeah. Mediums are more mediums are more for women. We don't actually yeah. men not as common. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, there are definitely really great like men mediums out there. Um, I can't name men or women, honestly. But uh, I don't know. They don't have that energy. I feel like even when I see dude mediums, they're, they have like a feminine energy to them. And this maybe this is what gets me canceled. Yeah. That'd be crazy. <laughs> but, so you got all these girly male mediums. <laughs> I don't mean it like that. <laughs> no, I'm joking. <laughs> um, I could be wrong. I could be totally wrong. See, and mediums. Mediums, I think, are interesting because they are in a way, besides trying to uh, you know, cash a paycheck, they are also trying to help in some capacity for like closure and things like that. I think what the people that really boggle my mind are those guys that are like, yeah, I like to just roll into a, a, an insane asylum that's abandoned and I just want to hunt some ghosts. Like <laughs> those people are insane to me. I love it. I love those people. I think it's so cool. Like the, uh, the last episode I recorded, the, um, I forget. I, it was some sort of Midwestern state. I can't believe I, it's like, I can't believe I already forget what state it was, but, um, don't tell me, don't tell me. Cause then what <laughs> if I go there, listen to the episode? Well, you'll know because they have like a historical society and like this place where they like just moved 63 of like the oldest buildings in the state to the same spot. And they, what? They moved 63 of the oldest buildings to the same location. <laughs> yeah, now it's like a big, maybe it was 50. They're like, it's a bunch. They're like, check out our new ghost park. <laughs> yeah, basically. <laughs> well, no, it's like historical. You can see it during the day. You can walk around. But also you, they do ghost hunts and they go back and there's so much to investigate. And I just, I don't know. Something about that is really fun. You have to be really into the history because I think it's all about like connecting what you're getting, like the data you're collecting as an investigator to, to the real life data in historical records, right? That's so yeah. exciting. Okay. You don't care. You don't love if it. You, if you build it, <laughs> if you build it like it's a detective crime situation, I'm a little bit more on board. That does kind of sound fun. However, I know <laughs> yeah. that my ghost is really nice and does pranks. I know that the ones that we're going to go fucking wake up in the abandoned insane asylum, they're going to be a little pissed off. Yeah, they might not like it. They're going to they're going to do things where you're like, "Ah, shit, did you throw that chair across the room?" cuz I know <laughs> I didn't. Yeah, they they like they prepare their wheelchairs for visitors. Yeah. So. There's always <laughs> so many right. wheelchairs. You're like, "No." <laughs> Every time I see it in a show, I'm like, "Get those out of here." Just they're not good. You people investigators should use wheelchairs as a tool. Like, got your EVP <laughs> and your you know your little emf reader and yep yeah the wheelchair because the wheels ghosts, are spinning ghosts love pushing them i don't know it's a thing have you ever um i don't know if you like have or not but there was this old uh i'm trying to remember what it was called but there was this playstation game that my uh dad and my brother would play and it was i think it was might have been called asylum but your character didn't have like it was a, per a first person point of view, like it would be a shooting game, but you didn't have a gun. You just were holding a camcorder with a flashlight on it and you had to go complete missions, but you broke into an insane asylum. And it is such a scary game. Like I have that heard horrifying. I have heard. I apologize, dad, but I have heard my grown man father 
like like shriek like like playing a video game and i was like what happened up there and he's like nothing it was just a, a scary part and i was like i believe you don't you don't have to explain yourself <laughs> but it's oh, you would love it, it i think you'd think it's cool yeah i think i think it's called asylum i'll send it that to sounds you but really freaking cool actually. it's but so creepy i think that's one of those games i really like watching people play horror games i personally don't enjoy playing them myself it freaks me out too much i understand that yeah, because yeah. you get to watch them go through it. <laughs> yeah, Seamus did a really fun stream of a horror game last year, and I loved, I loved it. Like, oh yeah, I think I tuned in actually. I think I was. It was like, so funny. I tuned in for a little bit, and then I was like, "God damn it, Seamus, go play Halo or something." Because <laughs> it was really scary. The game was really scary. <laughs> I could not um, do it. <laughs> no, I don't. I don't know. I, I'm more like the nerdy, like, I just want like little M MVPs that say a name and then you can correlate it. I don't really want something jumping out or slamming or, you know. Oh, yeah. My friend had the the Saw video game and that one, that one's just freaky in the jump scares because you like walk into a room and there's just booby traps everywhere. So you just that. like walk into a room and your guy's head explodes. You're like, all right, dude, I wasn't, Come I mean, nobody on. was prepared for that. <laughs> yeah. I am. Um, I have new content coming out for real chills, humble brag. And one of the things is like comics reacting to TikTok videos. And I became obsessed with finding like scary TikTok videos and it would be like late at night. And I would just be so terrified because I would just be scrolling through a hashtag of like horror and it would just be jump scare after jump scare. And I was like, I'm going to, I'm going to really, I think I'm losing years of my life doing this. If, honestly, if my TikTok algorithm changes because of you in this, then I'm going to start freaking out. And I'm gonna, <laughs> it's not going to, I feel like they always know, even though if I'm not, we didn't say this on like near TikTok, but my phone's going to be like, I know that he's super into paranormal shit now. I'm working on a joke that has been bombing. I've been bombing my ass off of it. It's it'll get there. Um, where I think that TikTok can tell the future, like it knows stuff before we do. And recently I've been getting a lot of videos of like widows and people whose partners are dead. So I haven't let Dan out of the house in two weeks because I'm scared. And uh no one laughs. See, you didn't laugh either, but that's kind of like the premise of it. You <laughs> So you're punishing Dan because <laughs> yeah. well, I'm scared. I'm like, Hey, maybe don't go out. TikTok knows something you don't. I'm like, I would tell you not to do a specific thing, but these people have died like on a farm in the water at their work. I can't protect you. It's going to be one of these eight options. If, but you should... if Dan became, if you became a widow because something happened to Dan and Dan was a ghost, would you continue to date Dan as ghost Dan? <laughs> I mean, if he, could be around like if i knew he was around maybe i don't know <laughs> that'd be so sick you're like i actually am taken uh you don't see him but he's over there right now that's Dan. i'd rather this than tinder so <laughs> yeah. i'm just gonna i'm just gonna stick with uh him you know uh it's fine he can still listen without ears <laughs> so i enjoy the company more than anything else <laughs> <laughs> we didn't finish all of Bob's burgers, so we have some watching to do. And then maybe after that, I'll let him leave. You know, like he he's can't not move here. On. Yeah, like I'm keeping him here. That's he's like, I haven't up. seen the ending of Lost. I have to stay. <laughs> it's like the ghost whisper, but she's telling me to move on. She's like, you gotta let him go. <laughs> oh, that was another thing, actually. Yeah, my mom watched Ghost Whisperer growing up, and I feel like I feel like she would watch things like that so also as a kid i'd be super scared because i'd be I like i don't like whatever's going on down here ghost whisperer was the most timid 90s it was like <laughs> so i'm not gonna let you be afraid of that it, was, it was timid listen it was like it had romantic through lines and yeah yeah but yeah but still i feel like overall as a kid you don't even know because i used to be like i was scared of the original willy wonka growing up oh, just because i was like what are they yeah. doing to kids <laughs> like mm -hmm. they're destroying little kids so well, I, that, anything was impressionable i think that too is like kids can die like figuring that out as a kid is like really <laughs> upset like you just think they can live forever you know at least till they're old and want to die right you know Hello, my name is John Koppel, and I'm back with a second season of Peaks, the podcast where we take a closer look at the most exciting peak years in the lives of the people that dominated pop culture. The guests this season are great, and the subjects controversial, hilarious, bizarre, and iconic. 
Get ready to learn a little bit more about Iron Mike Tyson, John Candy, Mike Myers, Leonardo DiCaprio, and more. Dive into some of the best Thanksgiving and Christmas movies ever made. Every episode will be packed with entertaining clips, interesting facts, and passionate opinions. Remember that time that Mike Tyson wanted to fight a gorilla? Remember in Wolf of Wall Street when Leo taught us the phases you go through on Quaaludes? Remember those years when John Candy became everybody's uncle? So if you want to hear more about the most groundbreaking, influential people when they were having their biggest impacts on the world, subscribe to Peaks wherever you listen to your podcasts. to my stories because I want, I want to get them in. I usually do a theme when I do scary stories, but the theme for you was the scariest paranormal true stories I could find. Man, you guys all your friends. (laughs) You're not Uh, excited? I'm so, this is like my absolute nightmare. (laughs) This is my absolute nightmare. I messaged Rusty about it. <laughs> like, is he gonna hate me? He's like, I mean, probably. You believe me? I stuff. yeah, I hate uh, this stuff. <laughs> it makes me laugh. Well, like, wait till you hear the article. T- I'm like, uh, it's, it's so fun. Anyway, let's get into the first one from the article: six scariest true ghost stories of all time. In case you didn't want to sleep tonight, God <laughs> The article names make me laugh. This one's not that bad, I don't think. So one more time. Six scariest true ghost stories of all time in case you didn't want to sleep tonight. Reddit user Zerbo shares a story about a haunted ambulance, Rig 12. Quote, my partner and I were working in a rural community at 3 a.m. And it was pitch dark and completely quiet. We were both dozing. I was in the driver's seat and she was in the passenger seat. I woke up to a muffled voice and I thought it was my partner talking. I told her I was trying to sleep and closed my eyes. I distinctly heard a male voice say, oh my God, am I dying? Followed by a few seconds of heavy breathing. My partner and I sat up straight and looked back into the patient compartment where it sounded like the voice had come from. While it was quiet for a moment after that, we heard the hiss of an oxygen tank as though it was leaking. We both jumped out frightened that something had climbed in the back, but no one was there. And the oxygen tanks were all closed. All right, you know what? I'm kind of proud of myself. That one wasn't that bad. (laughs) You weren't scared by that one? That one one sounded like my man was uh, figuring out he was dying, and he was like, let me go get some of this oxygen over here real quick. (laughs) I got tanks of it. (laughs) What if the sound of the oxygen tank is just like, you know, your body crossing over just a wee? Anyway. Just like a a sizzle. You're like, what the hell was that? (laughs) Was that me? Did I make Yeah, I thought that one was scary because like the realization that you're dying or just the fact that he stayed in that moment, right? Like, is it, you know, energy that's just stuck in the ambulance repeating itself? Or is this like a ghost just reliving his death over and over again? Oh, yeah. You're just there for it. And it's just, you know, it's going through like, oh, shit, this is the ambulance I died in. It might not have been recent, but it was, you know, the same ambulance that I died in previously. And then, oh, yeah, rediscovering it. That sounds like kind of its own version of of hell right yeah i just hate that am i dying and it's like dude you're you're very dead you're so dead that you're there's nobody here like there's <laughs> we nobody here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah um i don't know i uh i don't know that one wasn't as scary i'm not gonna lie i was getting nervous because i was like where's this gonna go but that one wasn't that one wasn't too bad <laughs> okay cool i'm glad i eased you in So story two from the article, 10 creepy and totally unexplainable paranormal stories by Beverly Jenkins. In 1984, a woman was sitting at home reading when she suddenly heard a very clear voice inside her head. The voice told her, please don't be afraid. I know it must be shocking for you to hear me speaking to you like this, but this is the easy way, easiest way I could think of. My friend and I used to work at the children's hospital, Great Ormond Street, and we would like to help you. After a series of medical tests, including psychological assessments, the patient was eventually diagnosed with a large benign meningioma, which is a brain tumor. The voice continued to speak to her throughout the medical testing. After she had surgery to remove the tumor, the patient heard from the voices one last time after regaining consciousness. She heard them say, we are pleased to have helped you, goodbye. 
She reported no post-surgical problems and never heard the voice again. Oh my fucking God, what? <laughs> Did that one scare you, Jeff? Was that scary enough for you? It gave me a real chill. I'll say that. <laughs> I'll say that. Not even, uh, not as scary, just like the extent of how eerie that is. Uh, it, yeah. But also, but also, again, in a kind of, in a good way, right? Like it did benefit her. Yeah, I wonder, the thing that freaks me out about it, and something I've always pondered about ghosts is like, can some of them read your mind? Oh, oh, Meg, don't even bring that up as a possibility. Jeff, maybe this apartment ghost is already in your brain and it's too late. Don't say it. First of all, <laughs> if it if it started talking to me like it was a, a walkie-talkie in a football helmet, <laughs> I'd be like, hey, get the hell out of there. Nobody said, I don't want to hear you. That that is it's it makes it I think it's cool in the sense that you could look at it as it was saving that person's life, but also scary in the sense where you're like, whoa, dude, you abused that ghost power way too much. Yeah, I just have questions. And like I, I told Dan this story and he was like, well, you think about like brain function and it could just be like something that her brain did. And I'm like, but then why don't doesn't like all our brains do that when we have cancer? <laughs> you know what I yeah. mean? Like like an autocorrect. They're like, yeah. we know what to do. <laughs> why is her brain so much better than the rest of it? Like it, I don't know. So the, I don't know. The sign off. It's the sign off for me. The like, we're glad we could have helped you or whatever. Like that's where I'm like, that feels like it was an outside force. I don't get like there's two of them. My friend and I used to work at a children's hospital. Oh, shit. Maybe they're just hanging out there. And the one's like, like I'm going to get in this bitch's head. <laughs> yeah, they're like debating it. They're like, dude, don't inter don't interfere. And it's like, I have I, I am. I took a Hippocratic oath. Oh, yeah. All the other ghosts are like typical Tiffany. She's always doing this. <laughs> she acts like being dead is the worst thing. It's not. Look at us. Stop saving people. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think the thing that makes it believable, too, is like if the tumor was causing the voices, you think they would stop after surgery and they didn't. She heard right. them one last time after the surgery and then never again yeah oh, yeah that uh, yeah like that part itself i think is the part that gives me like a chill because i'm like oh wow that 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 goes beyond what even you know you think your imagination thinks that paranormal things can do like because i didn't i didn't consider that it could number one read your thoughts and be in your head but be aware of your health conditions yeah, and then yeah. also warn you about like that's insane I think the other thing too is like the thing that I'm going to try to give you like, you know, some sense of peace is that I think I would know the difference between me talking in my head and a stranger, just like Same. the way I talk versus the way they talk, you know? That's a good point. Yeah. I, I think you'd be able to differentiate the two. Do you think that's what, I mean, how many people do you think, you know, were labeled schizophrenic just because of that though? Like oh. back in the day in asylums and stuff like that, like, I feel like so many things were chalked up to that because just lack of you know education in in the field but i i think that's definitely possible that a lot of those people weren't schizophrenic they probably just had some, maybe a similar encounter and you know they were like i hear a second voice i also i didn't look into it i wonder what part of the brain the tumor was in because i know that like a lot of you know, people in the paranormal world believe you can like open yourself up to ghosts if you like you don't drink or smoke and you, you know, meditate, mm. you like train your brain and open yourself up. So I wonder if like, you know, more ghosts would do this for us, but like the tumor caused there to be like some sort of like initial entryway or something. I don't know. No, yeah, it's good. I didn't even think about like the neuro side of it. Yeah. Like I wonder. Yeah, I don't know, but I feel like I feel like whatever part of that is there. Why don't you just keep that part of my brain shut? I don't want to. <laughs> let's keep the portal. Let's keep the portal door closed. I'm not trying to go talk to anybody. <laughs> oh my gosh! Yeah, that one. Um, that one freaked me out for sure. I was like, all right. Yeah, it's kind of a lot. cool one, but also freaky. Yeah, I have two more stories for you. All right, bring it on. Okay. Uh, and number three. So according to the 11 best scary ghost stories that will scare your socks off by Ashley Leaf. <clears throat> Birmingham, Alabama was founded in 1871. 
five years after the Civil War, and with it, the need for tons of big iron for, to fix America's crumbling infrastructure. To satisfy the demand, Colonel James Withers Sloth started, a con started construction on Sloth's furnaces. A year later, the company opened its doors to hundreds of employees. Working on blast furnaces was an advanced job, and it was also super dangerous. That danger was soon realized as many workers started being incinerated in the furnaces and falling to their deaths. Conditions only worsened in the early 1900s after a cruel foreman, James Slag Wormwood, took a job at Sloss. According to Reader's Digest, Wormwood took dangerous risks in order to increase production. As a result, nearly 50 employees died on site and many were involved in terrible accidents during his tenure. Allegedly, in retaliation, his workers tossed him into the furnace in 1906. You can still tour the grounds today if you dare. While there, you might just hear the voice of Slag telling his employees to get back to work, along with other paranormal occurrences. This place even hosts a Fright Night every year around Halloween that's based on the Slag story. Honestly? Sounds like we're punishing all those guys that died on the like you sent the you sent the boss back to them and it sounds like he's in the in the spirit world still demanding them to work long hours. Yeah, I mean uh uh yeah, it's weird. It's weird that he uh so I always thought that like being incinerated helped you pass on. Okay. But that could be from supernatural. That was like a big thing. Like if you find the bones, so that could be just you know made up. Right. Um, but yeah, in theory, there's like no, there's no body, there's no like vehicle anymore. So I understand thinking that you know like cremation or incineration would would at least help that process. So what's like scary to me is that I feel like he was so evil that his like energy like held him to the place. Oh, like that's that's like who he was to his core. Yeah, like. Oh. Yeah, I don't. I, yeah, and then I, I hope, to, I hope to God those workers then are still not there though. If those, me those, too. Yeah. They, I hope they moved on because they were probably like you sons of bitches. Like, yeah, we, we were free of him. <laughs> Why did you send him back to us? Yeah. We just got free. Yeah. No, I hope they're all like in you know heaven doing whatever drinking a, a 1920s coke or whatever they did yeah. Yeah. um yeah i just this oh. guy is so terrifying to me the thought of working with fire and incinerators i hate that he um, sounds like he was a bad a bad man so i definitely don't think that he would be a fun you know energy to be around you know if he was housed and kind of like grounded to that area still it's also like weird that I mean, I would love to see what the investigations look like because you don't want to like torment or like rile up something like that, right? Because he's like sh a shitty dude. Oh, if there was ever a ghost that had like fire powers, it sounds like it's this one. I don't want to yeah. piss this one off at all. No, no. Um, yeah, I just thought that like, I don't know. The historic stuff freaks me out even more. I, I you know. There's a realness to it. It's not like yeah. a character. It's a, it's, you know, a person. And it's like the trauma, right? Like, it's like, even like spaces need to work through their trauma, which is so weird, you know, like. It is, but like, I agree with that because I feel like you can walk into a room and you can just like sometimes feel an energy being off or you can feel like, you're like, I don't know what, I don't know why I have a bad vibe about this room, but, but let's just keep it moving right yeah i've had that before actually like there's this one spot i keep wanting to like get a medium in my current house I, we haven't had any like weird experiences but like and it could just be because it's the door to the basement but sometimes it looks extra dark have you ever had that where you look into a door that's open and it looks darker than the dark around it yeah okay is I, that scaring you it, <laughs> it absolutely scares me but i don't <laughs> think i've experienced that necessarily unless sometimes yeah that's what it looks like and dan's like you're being weird and i'm like I something is <laughs> where something is up with that door and he's like it's just scary because it's the basement i'm like all right you're like that's a good theory that's a good theory uh, fair enough There's that's so funny i should imagine dan all day being like it's fine it's fine <laughs> he <laughs> yells nothing. at me about the lights all the time he's like you know the bathroom light turns off 
So now I never turn it off because I'm scared. And now, like when I see that I left it on, I'll I'll beat him too. I'll be like, "Hey Dan, did you know the bathroom light turns?" He's like, "It's only funny if you turn it off." <laughs> anyway, now it's just about our fights. <laughs> I love Dan. Yeah, yeah, he's very sarcastic. It's the best. Um. Okay, I have one more for you. All right. And I hope this one is perfect. Um. Finally. I thought I could look up a haunt in your hometown of Woodbury, New Jersey. First of all, first of all, how dare you? <laughs> I wanted to do the house you grew up in, but Rusty didn't know the address. So this is the second best option. That would have, I couldn't even, Meg, I would have hung up. <laughs> if, you, if you had done my childhood home, I would have hung up right now. <laughs> Damn it. Next time. We'll have to have you back once I finally get your address. <laughs> I will. We're not handing it out. <laughs> I'll message Erin. She'll give it to me. Ah, so be it. <laughs> no, so yeah, I was like, all right, let's do, let's see what you, what's cooking up uh, in your hometown. Do you know of any haunts before we get started on this place? Um, I'm trying to think. I mean, there was, I mean, there's definitely some interesting place. Uh, no, I mean, nothing that like specific. I feel like there's just been like some weird things that have happened in every town, but nothing that's ne necessarily like specific to the paranormal now that I'm thinking about it. So I'm actually very intrigued on what this could be. Yeah, I am. Um, I was surprised there were a couple of places, but this one had uh, the most stuff. Um, have you heard of the Gloucester County Jail? Yes, I have the Gloucester County Jail. Glo yes, Gloucester, what? Gloucester. Like, no, no, no. Just in case somebody wanted to Google it, I want them to be like, <laughs> I can't find this place. No, that's okay. Yeah, <laughs> they, they're putting H's in it. Yeah, Gloucester <laughs> County Jail. Um, spelled exactly how it sounds. Gloucester. Good luck. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, okay. So, um, from the article, Paranormal Corner: Are Prisoners Still Haunting the Gloucester County Jail? By Kelly Ron case i'm really interested because she had like a very sort of biased i think this was like you know like a an opinion opinion piece or something so i'm oh, interested to see what you say so after setting up nearly six thousand feet of camera wire 13 infrared cameras and audio recorders throughout the jail jumps investigators split up into teams to canvas the building my first sweep was of the lower level booking area which contains the prisoner intake area and several holding cells Accompanied by the jumps, jumps is the name of the investigation team, by the way, okay. for like, what the hell is that? Accompanied by the jumps team leader, Bonnie, and a guest investigator, the first cell we visit, visited was one where a former inmate died accidentally of positional asphyxiation. Jumps member and former Gloucester County Jail Corrections Officer Tim McGuire said the man was handcuffed and laid on the count in such a way that he accidentally suffocated. Upon entering the cell, I said out loud, I'm sorry that happened to you, fella. In a jail with 12 suicides in its short history, dying, accident, dying accidentally is a major blow. As we sat in the tiny room, we noticed more than a dozen crosses scratched into, into the paint of the walls and that surrounded us. Strange. After about a half hour of sitting on the cot where the prisoner had died and not receiving any signs of his presence, we moved to another larger cell where a prisoner died of an accidental overdose. A baggie containing narcotics broke while hidden in a certain body cavity causing the man to die of a drug overdose. We continued asking for signs and discussing the jail's history until suddenly we were startled by a loud bang that sounded like it came from just outside the cell. I immediately went in search of the source of the crash, which sounded like a metal trash can fell and bounced a couple times. I looked all throughout the lower level, even checking with the guard at the main entrance who hadn't heard the sound and found nothing out of place. Come to find out, one of the claims reported by booking staff members is hearing a banging sound similar to the one we heard. Later, we moved to the third floor cell pod known to, to house sexual offenders. Myself and fellow investigator Melly DeVault of Pennsville, joined by Rick Pruitt of Paradelpha, <laughs> this is hard, Paradelphia <laughs> Radio, entered the pod of six lower level cells and six upper level cells. The prisoners who were held there were convicted of sexual crimes against women and children. Melly and I are both, both proud mothers. You can imagine what our EVP session was like. Quote, you're strong enough to rape someone. How about you make a noise to let us know you're still here? I said while sitting at one of the three stainless steel tables in the center of the pod. Two prisoners committed suicide in this pod, one on the upper and one on the lower level. Quote, you know you don't have to stay here anymore, right? I said, speaking to those who still may be in the prison. You had to when you're alive, but you're dead now, so you can go wherever you want. 
Just then, Melly and I both heard a strange clicking sound at the table next to where we were sitting. If that was you making that noise, can you do it again for me, I asked. About 10 seconds later, we heard the same click again, and that was it. We didn't hear that sound before or again after I told the possible spirits I could leave. Were they unaware? Did I give them permission to escape the walls that they thought still held them? What do you think? That's eerie. Oh, that's eerie. And not only that, but provoking them, provoking dude, dangerous ghosts. Dude, when they, when she was like, you're not strong. I'm like, girl, sexual crimes against women. If you don't think you're, I mean, that's, that's typical part in the movie where she's getting thrown across the jail cell. Like she's but getting, oh. She's literally saying, you know, you can leave and riling. It's like, you know, they can leave with you too, right? They can go with you. You know that? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. You gave them permission to follow you. (laughs) (laughs) Everybody come with me. Um, Yeah, I thought it was, I liked it because it wasn't over, like it wasn't ghost adventure where there was like too much drama, but I also was like, you know, accidental asphyxiation, just terrible. Like the deaths were so terrible. I don't know. I think you should go there. How close I, are you right now? You should go right now. I mean, I'm pr- I'm pretty close, but I also am not going to go to that. It it's sounds like <laughs> yeah, it sounds like they're out and about now. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> sounds like they got permission to leave. I think it's interesting. <laughs> I think it's yeah. interesting that like she was like, oh, you know, did they? The idea of the ghost not moving on because they still felt like they were trapped in those walls and in that cell is a, is an interesting concept because that more so than any other place because if you're talking about like an apartment or you know like a library you're like what are you still doing here like you don't think you belong here do you but in a jail cell i totally see how uh yeah an energy or a ghost or whatever you know can feel like oh no this is where i belong this is where i died this is where i am gonna spend the next you know my life and then all of eternity they don't realize yeah that they can leave it's interesting um Cause what the sentences are like till death or life, a life sentence. And it's like, well, buddy, you died. Yeah. yeah <laughs> it's a very, uh, John snow situation. <laughs> Did you ever hear of the case where the guy was, um, set for lethal injection and they injected him, but he didn't, he died. And then he came back and he was like, I served my sentence. Oh, I have heard of that. First of all, I mean, of course, as a society, we can't allow that. But well, the it is, is a loophole. Well, well, because the wording is uh, death to like fully dead or something. You know what I mean? So like it evades that, but it's still that's kind of hilarious. Um, I don't know prison. The whole thing that's a lot of deaths. In oh yeah, and a lot of you know not great people like not great. If you're talking about bad energy from the furnace guy, I mean, the prison is probably full of the furnace guy you know what i mean yeah and clearly like i mean i don't want to shit too hard on i I could not be someone that works in a prison but like after the seventh suicide don't you think you'd be a little more careful like you know what i mean yeah 12 12 suicides they're probably just under your watch they're like we're understaffed um you know we just rick called out today so i mean he was probably going to be on the like there's probably so many things like i know my uh one friend like literally does like job recruitment for prison guards and i'm like no and like way. it's very it's very interesting because you're like oh yeah like in your head you're like they're kind of like retired police officers or they're the and you're like no man that's just a guy who's like you know trying to make twenty dollars an hour you know right right it's it's not that you know it is just a shift to them it is a job to them it is so you're like you know i'm not surprised that things happened on people's watch but it is scary because it is such a collection in one location yeah the fact that there's like a sexual assault floor in this building okay yeah you're like i don't want to work on that floor (laughs) can i not be on that floor just like i i don't know i don't like my chances up there do you guys have like uh like you know i didn't show up to court type floor (laughs) moving violations floor i want to be on that floor yeah oh my god I love that it's by your house and yeah, I bet yeah. you do just think, of, you know, just think about it when you're going to bed, how close you are to like a really evil building. Yeah. I'm about um, to find this lady and be like, do me a favor and stop <laughs> granting permission 
<laughs> stop letting them leave. Hey, uh, I don't know if you know this. One of the best well-kept secrets in, uh, you know, the actual world is that fucking ghosts can leave. We're not telling them that. Don't tell them. <laughs> Let them stay where they need to be. Tell If they're in your house, then fucking tell them. Maybe they'll go next door or something. But, like, not... Don't just tell prison ghosts that they can just like run amok out here. I actually didn't read the full article. She said, uh, I don't know if you guys know this, but you can leave. And actually, there's this guy, Jeff Colella, and he's oh, looking fuck. for more roommates. So you can go there. It's not far. Yeah. You fly, right? Yeah. 10 minutes flying tops. Dude, I hope my ghost protects me from those ghosts. <laughs> that would be so cool. Like Pokemon, if ghosts protected you from other stuff. I just, there was like this paranormal war going on. I'm completely unaware of. And this ghost is just protecting me. They're like, dude, you have no idea what's coming for you. It turned on the faucet to like scare away a demon. And you're like, no, don't do that. And it's like this idiot. I have a guardian angel ghost. (laughs) It could be. I I do think there's stuff that like looks out for for people. And it sounds like your family has something. So I was going to say whatever, whatever saved, you know, my pop's life. But yeah, I have no it's uh it's interesting how things like that work out because even like my other grandfather was supposed to get drafted into like the war and his wife was pregnant like it was announced that she was pregnant like you know a a month before that came out and they were like all right you don't have to go because you know you're about to be a dad and because of that like yeah and then he ended up having like four more kids and one of them was my dad so like there's so many like weird coincidences where I'm like, man, thank God, whatever, whatever weird thing happened in the universe for us to make it out of this situation, you know, bravo yet again. <laughs> yeah, you guys sound lucky. I don't know why you're so scared. I mean, definitely don't open yourself up to it more because you clearly don't want it. But yeah, I'm not scared at all, Meg, now that I know they smell fear. Um, <laughs> yeah. I'm feeling real not good. only do they smell fear they grow from it they get more powerful with fear so i'm just gonna keep smoking before bed so they can't get to me <laughs> <laughs> oh my god you could tell your ghosts like hey you know you can leave right you don't have to <laughs> yeah but who knows though if he's protecting me now i want him to hang out a little bit right yeah i'm just gonna keep good. it as is i feel like things could be worse yeah <laughs> yeah i mean it could always be worse for sure yeah, that's and that's my fear. <laughs> and that's anyway. what I'm the most scared of. <laughs> Did I scare you at all today? I tried um, really hard. Here's what you didn't. There wasn't like necessarily something that scared me. I think the overall conversation of like, all right, let's acknowledge it. Because I'm, I'm a big I'm a big let's not even acknowledge it person. Right. I'm a big like I didn't hear shit. Pretend you didn't hear that because I think I would be a lot happier if I pretended I didn't hear that. That's so, so interesting that you're still because I really am convinced like the more you do that, the more they don't bother you. So it's like interesting that you're still getting experiences with that attitude. It's crazy because it's almost like that uh, mindset when you're a kid, like you're like, I'm just going to put the covers over my face. And you're like, what the hell is that going to do if a ghost is trying time, to yeah. like, <laughs> you're like, I can't see you. And you're like, OK, well, if that's if that's the rule, then I'm going to pretend that I can't see or hear you as well. <laughs> I have the covers over my face. I would do I feel like I do that too though I'm not brave like I'm not gonna go up to it like you're pretty you're pretty brave Meg you're you oh. dive into this world I promise you you're braver <laughs> than me I mean going we went to the Pine Barrens to like do Jersey Devil stuff a couple weeks ago and that was fun being yeah. in the woods is scary to me that was it, is, it is because of real life and what could what like your imagination is but there's also real life things in the woods that, that scare you that's true it was mostly at night i really i i don't know i liked camping but tents are not it like i'm like i don't <laughs> they could use this to take me like they could just scoop me yeah like it's a it's a big sack and i'm already i'm right that's a good ceiling. point that's a yeah. good point you're actually yeah. the most accessible for a bear or something in that <laughs> like, <Yeah. laughs> like he's like i got them all in one spot yeah they're already travel ready so yeah that sucks <laughs> well That's thank so you for funny. doing the podcast i hope you had fun i had a blast um, of, of course no thank you for having me i was uh i was i'm proud of myself for getting through this if i'm being honest i don't care what anybody says yeah you did you did pretty good i mean i have been hearing like weird like clicking and like just like god damn it when you're talking i I'm, I'm sure dan will edit it out one specifically was like jeff 
but I don't know what that was. It couldn't have been. Dude, if we go back and listen to this recording and there was some fucking, like, even if you had Dan pretend there was a voiceover and he recorded his own voice and you were like, listen to this ghost, <laughs> I would have been like, oh my God, see, we pissed it off. <laughs> I'm just kidding, man. I didn't hear anything. I, I really think it sounds like good vibes in your apartment. Maybe it's your friend. Maybe it's your neighbor friend. Who knows? I, I, dude, I want, I hope it's Gus. Gus is the man. Phillies and beer. That guy was, that guy was literally just the, the best kind of neighbor. I mean, he just talked to you about the, the important things in life, you know? Totally. And now he still wants to after he died. That's, and I believe in that. <laughs> Where can people find you? <laughs> Yeah, you can find me, Jeff Colella, uh, G-E-O-F-F-C-O-L-E-L-L-A on Instagram and Twitter. And I also host a podcast that Meg was on, Big Boy Mountain. You can check me out there as well. Um, and uh, yeah, I post a lot of my comedy shows on my Instagram. And uh, that's probably the best spot you can find me. Hell yeah, follow Jeff. I was on Big Boy Mountain, so go find that episode. And also, uh, Jeff's co-host Rusty was on the show. His episode was Cash for Ghosts, and it's a really funny tale of how his dad got scammed by Ghostbusters type people. <laughs> um, so definitely listen to that episode if you got some free time. You guys are both absolutely ridiculous. So <laughs> both of these episodes were ridiculous. Um, yeah, thanks for listening. Real Chills is produced by Meg Getz and Alyssa Chaskowski. The show is edited by Dan Getz, theme music by Sam Williamson, and artwork by Buffy the Design Slayer. Subscribe where you get podcasts and follow us on Instagram and TikTok at Real Chills Podcast. Slide into those DMs with your true scary stories. Real Chills Podcast is a member of the Wasted Robot Network. This has been a presentation from the Wasted Robot Network. For more information, and links to other shows please visit www.wastedrobotrecords.com slash podcasts.